Hagadvach, Hagadchedesh, Chaim Levracha, Chaim that which is supposed to be pale um, in us and the people who will be Mashpia and, and ultimately bring Mashiach, which is the bottom line, which we're all looking for. <clears throat> I was a young Bachar at that time here in, um, in Front Heights in New York. was a Friday. And the Sikha of Chavchasnissen, the famous Sikha, was, uh, was on Thursday night. It was an unexpected Sikha. What's Chavchasnissen? Why should there, uh, there's not, it's not, uh, it's not a Psayim de Pagra, it's not a Yim Skula. And punct, I was that night, that evening, Rebbe went to the oil that day. Rebbe went to the oil then every single, um, every single Monday and Thursday. So the Rebbe went to the oil and I was, that evening, I was in a house here in Crown Heights by one of the Mishpachas of Anash. I was in the basement. I was doing some sort of task. And as I'm doing what I'm doing, suddenly I hear from upstairs that Rebbe speaking. Um, this Mishpacha, they had a, a private hookup line. So they, uh, they had called in just for Maidiv, And after Maidiv, the Sikha, the Rebbe started speaking. So I quickly went upstairs and um, I sat down. And I was a 15-year-old Bachar at that time, sitting and listening. And um, I, maybe listening is a little bit of an overstatement. Wasn't my, my mind was wandering this place and the other place. And the Sikha lasted, if I remember correctly, I don't know, 10 minutes, 12 minutes. And towards, after, after a few minutes, after eight, nine minutes, suddenly, I hop. The Rebbe is screaming about something. I immediately, my ears perk up and I start listening and the Rebbe is screaming about Mashiach with all the different issues and all the words that, uh, that by now we're all familiar with. The Sikha finished, I immediately I ran off to 770 where the, the Sikha, or at least that part of the Sikha, the last uh, three minutes of the Sikha was playing on a loop and then the rest of the night was Fabrengen's entire night in 770 and all the Torah and the where I was with our Mashpia. But the Sikha was always, there was like the first eight minutes, which was uh, like the, I would say the normal Sikha that there was at that time. And then suddenly the Rebbe transitions and the Rebbe starts talking about Mashiach. Years later, I, one day I asked myself, like, what was that transition? What, what, what was actually, what, what was the Rebbe talking about in the beginning of the, of the Sikha? Most of us don't pay attention. Everyone knows the last three minutes of the Sikha of Chavchaz Nisim. What were the first, uh, what were the first eight, eight minutes of the Sikha? And maybe the list, maybe those for a few minutes also will give us a clue as to why is, why is the Rebbe suddenly getting so excited about Mashiach? What happened on Chav Ches Nitzan, Tavshin and Aleph, that suddenly the Rebbe screamed about Mashiach? What's, uh, what's Chav Ches Nitzan? So I went back, I learned the Sicha. And it's very interesting. In the Sicha, the Rebbe is talking about the tremendous Maila of Chav Ches Nitzan. The Rebbe starts off the Sicha, at least in the Mugideke part, the Rebbe starts off talking about how it's, uh, today Chav Ches Nisan is a Yom Zakai, a very special day, Benegeya to the Geula. What's so special about Chav Ches Nisan? So the Rebbe explains how the year is a special year, Tavshin and Aleph is a special year, and the Rebbe is Maidech and that. And then the Rebbe talks about how the month is a special month, the month of Nisan. And the day of the month is a special month. Chav Zayin is special, Zach and Chav Ches, and the week is a special week, and the day of the week is a special week. 
And then in Sfirah Sa'imer, the day in Sfirah Sa'imer is a special day in Sfirah Sa'imer. And after the Rebbe finishes all that, it's such a special day. Sa'im Mitzad the year, and Sa'im Mitzad the month, and Sa'im Mitzad the day of the month, and Sa'im Mitzad the week, and Sa'im Mitzad the day of the week, and Sa'im Mitzad, um, and Sa'im Mitzad the Sfirah. So then the Rebbe says, B'meila. So there's a Tmiya Chigidoyla. B'meila, there's this tremendous wonder. So Vikumtis, how is it that on such a special day, when Mashiach from every single side, side of the year, side of the month, side of everything. So how are you talking? The Mashiach is in there. How are you talking that ten Yidin are gathered together? And by us, it's sirecht. Uh, it's it's uh, it's not uh, problematic. Mashiach shouldn't come today. Shouldn't come tomorrow. Shouldn't come the day after. Which is pretty interesting, because the day Chavchas Nissan. No one over there before the Rebbe walking through him had any idea that it was special in any which way whatsoever. And suddenly here comes the Rebbe, and the Rebbe tells us, you should know that today, the day that we're sitting on, even though it seems like a posh the a posh the mitzvah, it seems like a simple uh, Thursday, nothing special about it. You should know that there is no more opportune and special and 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 propitious day for Mashiach than there is today. And therefore, there's a himal gishrei because today is so special. Himal gishrei, how you talking? Mashiach isn't here, and how you talking that we're all so um, adish, we're all so stoic, and we're, we're cold blooded when today is the most special day for Mashiach to come. And lechayra, at least one of the lessons that we can learn from ourselves from this is this idea that every day is like this. If chav chesnisin is a special day, that means that every day is a special day. The Rebbe took a day which seemed to be nothing, and the Rebbe showed how it's the most exciting day for Mashiach, and the lesson that Rebbe is trying to teach us is every single day a chassid wakes up and says, today is a yim zakai for Mashiach, and today is a day after have of Mashiach. And there has to be that, that, that constant freshness that a chassid experiences every single day, that every single day waking up and saying, today is a yim zakai, what am I doing today to bring Mashiach? Who am I going to be Mashpia and today in the area of Mashiach? But this obviously raises the question, how, how, how do we go about that? How do we go about, it's already, um, it's 31 years since we heard the, the Sikha of Chav Chasnissen, and how do we stay fresh? How do we stay, stay fresh with the excitement? There's a story, there was a Chassid, okay, I mean, let's backtrack a second. In Tavshin Chav Gimel, which was 150 years from the Histalkus of the Alter Rebbe, so the Rebbe, um, decided to publish a sefer called Sefer HaChasidim, which was an album which contained the names and information of about 3,000 Hasidim. This was an initiative which the Friedrich Rebbe had started, um, wanting to create, uh, to publish um, a book, an album with, uh, with the names of all the Hasidim. For whatever reason, it didn't come out in the times of the Friedrich Rebbe. So the Rebbe um, restarted it. And at that time, all the Hasidim, every single one of the Hasidim was asked to fill out a card, which by the way, just uh, just recently, I think around two years ago, these cards were always kept in the in the Rebbe's library. Just recently, they were um, released with a lot of interesting information about a lot of Hasidim. But every Hasid was asked to send in a card with their basic personal information. And from this, in honor of Chavdal Tevis of that year, this Sefer called Sefer Hasidim was published. One of the Hasidim who wrote in a, a, a card was a Hasid whose name was Rabbi Yaakov Menachem Mendel Sperlin. He's the, the father, the patriarch of the entire Sperlin Mishpacha in Lubavitch. Today, the different branches of the Sperlin Mishpacha. And he wrote, a, in, in, in the, um, he filled out the card, and then he also added in another, um, another uh, paper or two with more personal information. And he wrote an interesting story. So he was, he learned from Tem 
And then in the early 19, in the early 1920s, after he had already graduated, he became a fundraiser for Tim And as he writes it, he was, uh, he did well. He did quite well, he was quite successful in fundraising. And at a certain point in time was before Pesach of uh, one of the years in the early 1920s, I think maybe it was 1923, that Rebchat sent him off to the city of Yekaterinoslav to raise money. So he arrives in the city of Yekaterinoslav, that's the city where the Rebbe's father, Rebbe Yitzchak, was there of. And the Rebbe was there also at that time. He actually writes over there that he also heard a sh- the, Rebbe, the Rebbe giving a shir on a certain topic in Ein Yaakov, but he doesn't remember the token of the shir. But um, what he writes is as follows, that uh, Rebbe Yitzchak, uh, Rebbe Yitzchak um, um, invited him to speak and to fundraise in front of the, the main show. And uh, yeah, he introduced them and he said a few words before Levisak spoke a little before he introduced them. And he said as follows. There's a famous story. It's brought down, part of it is brought down in the Medish Rabbah, part of it's brought down in the Gemara Mesach the Shabbos about Rablazir ben Arach. Rablazir ben Arach was one of the five great Talmudim of Rabbi Yechelen ben Zakkai. We're going to be learning about, it, uh, about him in Mir Sashem this upcoming Shabbos in Pirkeyavis. But Rabbi Yechelen had five Talmidim, and as Pirkei Yavis, as is testified in Pirkei Yavis, the greatest of the Talmidim was Rabbi Lezer ben Arach. To the extent that if all the Chachmei Yisrael, all the Chacham were on one side, Rabbi Lezer ben Arach was another side of the scale, and Rabbi Lezer ben Arach would outweigh them all. He was great in, in Nigla, he was also great in Kabbalah, talks about how the Gemara and Chagiga talks about how he was Deirish and Maestro Merkava, and how fire came down from heaven. Incredibly great person. Rabbi Yechelen Menzake, as we know, he established the yeshiva in Yavna after the Churban Havais, after the second base of Mikdash was destroyed. And he installed, Rabbi Yechelen Menzake, he installed Rabban Gamliel to be the Rosh Yeshiva in Yavna. And when he did so, Rabbi Yechelen Menzake himself moved to another city called Berer Chayel. And his five Talmidim, Rabbi Lezer ben Arach, and the other four Talmidim, they went together with Rabbi Yechelen Menzake to Berer Chayel. And then Rabbi Yechelen Menzake passes away. And Rebbe Lazar ben Arach moved to a city. I don't remember the name of the city. It's a hard, it was a hard name to remember. It was a city which was like a resort city. There was, the way it's described, it was the waters there were good and the air over there was good. Nice climate. And he was under the impression that his four chavedim would follow him over there. But they didn't. His four chaverim, Rabbi Lezer ben Hurknesh, Rabbi Yeshua, and the others, they went to Yavna. So Rabbi Lezer ben Arach also thought maybe he should also go to Yavna, but his wife actually discouraged him, and his wife says, eh, that's not Lafi Akavet, you're greater than them, they should come to you. So Lepoyle ended up staying in the city for a while, and then a while later, and what happened was he pushed for God everything that he learned. There was no Dibuk chaverim, he wasn't together with his chaverim, he forgot everything that he forgot everything. And a while later, when he went to another city and he was asked to read the Torah, and he opens up to the Pasuk, and he couldn't read the word straight. And instead of reading, he reads, he read, instead of, instead of, instead of, he read, that's the story brought down in the Gemara, brought down in the Medrash. And the, the obvious moral of the story, the simple, the simple moral of the story is how important it is, and not to go off on your own, to be in a place always which is uh, 
together with Chavenim, with whom I dibuk Chavenim people, and being able to um, learn with others. The Rebbe's father, and this is a style which we were familiar with because the Rebbe followed in the style. The Rebbe says, okay, it's a nice story, but what is the what is the idea that HaChidosh Hazal Lacham turns into HaChidosh HaYoliba? Everything is meduyik. Everything, if that was the mistake that he made, that means that in the words, in the words, HaChidosh Hazal Lacham, being turned into HaChidosh HaYoliba, in there we have some sort of this, um, we have a, a um, understanding of what the deeper problem over here was. So the Rebbe's father explained, each one of these words and the way that Abu Marach changed them is instructive. The first word was HaChidosh, which he changed into HaChidosh. HaChidosh means when a person becomes deaf. What makes a person become deaf? When you've heard something a lot of times, so you become deaf to it. You stop hearing it. You hear it again, again, again. Instead of hachedesh, instead of becoming deaf to something that we've heard many times, it has to be hachedesh. It always has to be something which is new to us. The next word, haza, became hoya. What is haza? Haza is something which something you point to, something which is right in front of you. Hoya is something that was. So instead of, again, Abu Zamarach took something which was hazat, something which is here today and relevant right now, and it became hoya, something that was. And the last word is libam. Lachem into libam. The last problem is that sometimes something can be stuck in the heart. It's not something which becomes my union, which I do, but rather it's something which I keep inside of me. And that's instead of being lachem, lachem, which is something becomes your union and gansen. And something which you act upon, it becomes libam, it becomes something which remains in the heart. And the Rebbe's father concluded and he said, he said that the idea of Tim Chitmimim, this was again part of the fundraiser of Tim Chitmimim, the, the idea of Tim Chitmimim, it has to be hachridash, it has to be chodash. Our feeling for Tim Chitmimim has to be new, it has to be hazah, something which is in front of us, and it has to be lachem. It can't be something which is in the libam, in the heart, it has to express itself, lepeil, through actually, through giving money. And this expresses, and, and obviously also that goes back to the, to the, to the Pshat, that because he went off, Rabbi Marach went off to the place where he went, instead of staying fresh and new in a way of HaChidosh HaZalachem, he became HaChidosh HaYulibam. And this is, the, this is really the, the challenge that we face today, is that how do we stay HaChidosh HaZalachem? How do we stay away from HaChidosh HaYulibam? When 31 years ago we heard this from the Rebbe, how do we make sure that it becomes something which is relevant? In other words, at the end of the day, we're talking about the Fabrin about being mashpia on others. To be mashpia on others requires, it has to be chayyad In order to give chayyad, in order to give energy to someone else, we have to be alive within Yonam ourselves. We have to live with Mashiach. There has to be something to the extent that when you live with something, when you live with Mashiach, then automatically, whoever you're interacting with, you're talking about it. But the question is really, where does this life come from? How do we stay alive and make sure that Mashiach remains something which is on the forefront of our consciousness in a way of highest, in a way of life? You know, the Sikha, which introduced, um, um, which played right before I started speaking, the Rebbe talks over there about the tremendous energy that every single um, one of us has. The Rebbe brings a muscle from atomic energy, that even in the tiniest little particle, you have atomic energy. So a tiny little particle, you figure it's an atom, it's tiny. How does it have energy to be able to... Um, 
How could it be mashpia on others and have an impact? But we know the impact that atomic energy has. But the vart is energy. The vart is highest. There has to be the highest. If you have highest, you can be very small. You can have a tremendous impact. But where is the highest come from? How do we stay fresh? So this, um, on Friday, on Chavches Nissen, as I was, um, I was learning the Hayyim of the day, and we know the Rebbe says, the Rebbe is Bavarant. Every question that we have, the answer is always, the Rebbe gives it, and there, very often there are many answers in many different places. Um, but the truth is, this Hayyim of Chavches Nissen always, always fascinated me, because it seems to have, it's hard to find the connection between the Hayyim of Chavches Nissen and the content of the Sikha. What is the Yimim of Chavchas Nisim? The Chesidim asked the Alter Rebbe, which Avoida is greater? The Avoida of Avas Hashem or the Avoida of Avas Yisrael? And the Alter Rebbe answered that Avas Hashem and Avas Yisrael, both of them are etched in the Neshama and the Nefesh and the Ruach of every single Yid. However, the Pasuk says, Ahafti Eschem Amar Hashem. The Pasuk says that Hashem loves us Hashem turns to the Kali Yisrael and says, I love you. Haredi is greater. Because when you have Yisrael, you're loving that which the beloved loves. Hashem loves Yidin. So when you love Yidin, it's not only you're loving Hashem, you're also loving that which Hashem loves. Those who Hashem loves. So the Pashtus, it would seem that what the Rebbe is saying over here, is that um, if you have a, on a scale, love on a scale of one to ten, okay? So if you only love the Eibishtar, so then, you're, then your love is only a seven or eight. But if you pick up your love, I have more love, then not only you're going to love the Eibishtar, but you're also going to love Eiv, Masha'ov, Eiv, then you'll have Avas Yisrael also. So if you have Avas Yisrael, it's a sign you have a greater Avas Hashem. But if so, then we're talking here quantitative. How much do I love Hashem? Do I love him enough only to love him, or do I love him more another in order to love also that who we those who Hashem loves, which is the Eden? But Lafayda, there's something deeper going on over here. When you love someone, let's speak practice. Because you love someone, it means you you love their friends also. Love Dafka. I like someone, I love someone. And why do I like them? Because I enjoy the relationship with them. I enjoy what I receive from the relationship. I enjoy what I get from the relationship. That doesn't necessarily extend to liking whom they like. Lo loving the people who that person loves doesn't benefit me. But then there's a different type of Ava. And that's an Ava, which is an Ava of the Vekos. Not that I remain something separate from the person who I love. And there's me, there's that person. I love them because of the benefit that they bring me. But then there's an Ava, which is the Vekus, which means that I'm completely connected and unified and one with that other person. If I'm one with that other person, then automatically I love who that person loves also because we're one. It's Be'echos, it's qualitatively a different level of love. It's a level of love which comes from the Vekus. When you love Hashem on that level, then automatically you love all you. Now that's a, that's about Abbas Yisrael. But Lechayda, that's Mamish, also the lesson of Chavchas Nisan. And what was the Rebbe telling us in the Sikha of Chavchas Nisan? 
The Rebbe was telling us, you love me. I'm your Rebbe, you love me. And which Chassid doesn't love the Rebbe? What the Rebbe does for Chassidim. But, and therefore you're doing what I'm telling you to do. I'm telling you to scream at Masai, you're screaming at Masai. But where's the Dveikos? Where's the Eiv Masha'ol of Eiv? I want Mashiach. That's, that's, that's my entire Mitzvah, the Rebbe says. From day one, from Basi Lagani, Tavshin Yudalaf, and even before then, the famous letter that Rebbe writes from the day he went to Cheder, which is a not normal letter that Rebbe writes, right? He's saying, you know, well, Cheder begins one, Cheder begins one, a child, three, four, and the Rebbe is saying from the day he went to Cheder, and even before then, we're talking about when the Rebbe is two, three years old. The Rebbe is already thinking about Mashiach. That's my entire life. Where's the Eiv Masha'ov Eiv? If there's Devekus with the Rebbe, if a Choshed has Devekus with the Rebbe, then every single day that comes along is a Yim Zakai from Mashiach. Just like by the Rebbe, every day is a Yim Zakai. Chav Ches, listen, the Rebbe screaming, today is the most amazing day by Mashiach. When there's Devekus with the Rebbe, we're in the same place. Then there isn't any, there isn't Achedesh or Yalibam. We live in a place of Achedesh Hazalachem. We live in a place where every single day that's our fire, that's our, that's. And we need to stay fresh in that way. We need to, we need to refresh our Devekus with the Rebbe. And if I could suggest, We all know about the importance of learning Torah, the Torah of the Rebbe. We're talking about Dveikus. You want Dveikus with the Rebbe. We know that with the Rebbe says in Tanya and Peter Kay, the, the greatest Dveikus, the greatest Yichud there is with the Hebrew Torah is through learning Torah. The same thing is also obviously in terms of our Eskashos to the Rebbe, Tzadikim Deimon Lebeiram, Eskashos to Limit HaTorah. So it's important to learn the learn Sichas, and learn Mamarim, and learn the Igris, etc. But at the end of the day, the the sikhas, the mamaram, the, the, the igris, there's a certain emotional texture that has been removed from them in the publication. There is nothing, there is no substitute for actually listening to the Rebbe, listening to the Rebbe sikhas, watching the Rebbe sikhas, and in terms of what we're talking about here today, listening to the Rebbe sikhas about Mashiach. Watching the Rebbe's sikhs about Mashiach, seeing the Rebbe's raw passion. And it has to be taka, not once and not twice, not something which happened five years ago or 10 years ago, but on a regular basis, a Hasid should have a kvias. Today, Baruch Hashem, with the manta, it's accessible, available everywhere on apps and on Chabad.org and Vunar Migait and Jem. Vunar Migait, they're to be found. And specifically the sikhs of the last years, where it's Moli Vigadosh in, in Moshiach. You can't listen to a sikh without being infected with the Rebbe's passion. A day when you a day when you listen to a sikh from the Rebbe, from Tafshun, Tafshun Nun, Tafshun Nun, Tafshun Nun Tafshun Beis, is a different day. You're not living in the same in the same place. You're living with that excitement. You're living with that passion. You're living with that vekus. The oyer is incredible. Are you going to understand? If you want to have something with a beginning and with an end in which... Every single loose end is wrapped up. You learn the Mugadik Sikha. And that, in Seichel, it's still light. But if you want the oir, if you want the oir, the unfiltered oir, a chassid has to have a kvias in learning the Sikhas of the Rebbe. Uh, sorry, in listening, in listening the first Sikhas, in experiencing that oir, in staying fresh, in Hachidus and then 
we live in a day where every day comes along, we say, today is a Yim Zaket during Mashiach, and when we're that way, the Hashpah becomes automatic. Yeah, we need to make also efforts to go out and be Mashpah and other Yidin, but then the Hashpah becomes automatic, it becomes second nature. Whatever I live with, automatically is something which I am giving over to everyone who I come in contact with, and, um, and through that, becoming by being chai and durch dem lahachies will bring about tak of the day zanzig zanzig nirabim dalamata masarat fakhim hu yigalenu agudvakh ana gudkhedesh